Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by StrikeForceEnergy.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I am unusually man. excited, Matthew Best. Dude. Why are you, un- why are you excited? I- I'm unusually excited tonight. Uh, when Evan was taking a QDO. Um, a quick dump out. Yeah, of quick course. dump. Quick dump. I I purchased something. Um, it was an impulse buy, <laughs> but it was absolutely one hundred percent necessary, and I want that on the record. What what is it? I bought a I bought a, a male romper. <laughs> <laughs> I no, just I just bought a male romper. That is no lie. Um, by the way, it was a lot harder than people think. Like, oh hey, dude, they're fucking sold out to like ninety fucking like two thousand ninety. Um, I, it took me a long time to track one down. This motherfucker was like $150. Well, no shit. That, I mean, th- their marketing strategy is fucking brilliant. Those fucks, <laughs> they like came out talking shit on themselves. So everybody's like, yeah, rompers are gay. And then every single dude bought one. Well, he, here's, and this is where I, I'd like to, uh, <laughs> to, to invite you into this, Evan, real quick, if, if I may, because I yeah. just purchased yeah, this yeah. romper and it took me about a, it took me about a good 45 minutes to buy one uh, from the original site is is Romp Him H I M. That's the original company who started this. That's where the this this hilarity ensued, if you will. They don't have. They were so bombarded with orders. They're on back order. They can't ship till August. It's the fucking summer. Men want their rompers. Um, would you say that's <laughs> no, a terrible have- business strategy? So we have a wonderful guest with us, have, Sean O'Connell. Have you uh, have you ever worn a romper? I've never worn a romper. They just became a thing for men. I mean, n- never, not once, ever. Yeah, <laughs> never. no, they did. Like You're never goddamn slipped right into like a did, girlfriend's Sean. romper. Yep. No, I. I could you imagine if I dated girls as large as me? That'd be a bad situation. I've never <laughs> slipped into anyone else's Dude, romper. But think about if you would like. I don't know. I don't know a fucking thing about what I'm talking about. But like weigh-ins, you just showed up in a fucking romper. Now like, that shit would be idea. funny. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good that would idea. Be a baller if move. you're in a romper, can you still make weight Dude. with some article of clothing on? Oh, absolutely. Those yeah. things are light as fuck. Yeah. And oh, now, and now they do the ceremonial weigh-in. <laughs> For the fans, like you've already officially made weight, so you've already stripped oh, naked. So now, when the fans are there, I mean, you can wear whatever the hell you want. So that would be perfect. They have those lace ones. Get them. Have oh. a sponsor, so, hey, dude. Have romper. No, we will. Your next black fight. Rifle Coffee will buy a black lace romper <laughs> and sponsor your next fight. I'm gonna have to. You know what? If I, if indeed I fight again soon, it's probably gonna be in Russia, and that would go over <laughs> so well in Russia too. You know can, what I mean? It, it, because oh God. can I be honest? Oh, that'd be hey, fantastic. Can, can I be real with you? They're selling Putin rompers right now, and they're selling selling uh, Kim Jong Un ones, but they're on back order. <laughs> Or, or else I was gonna get a, get a sweet Kim Jong romper. Um, so uh, these are all they're gonna make an insane amount of profit off of gag gifts. Essentially, oh, yes. this, right. this is it's the, like the snuggie. It's, it's like the, the fashion equivalent of a shake weight. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's this, why I'm making this hand yeah, motion. Yeah, it's, it's an audio show, but he's jacking off uh, just at least one Father's penis. Day. Okay, yes. you know, hey, look, get you, your you dad a romper. Off two penises on this show. What do you, what, Sean, for the audience? Since this is an audio show, what do you do? Well, nothing now. That's why. That's why I'm in here because I I literally have nothing to do. I I used to be in the UFC. I used to be an ESPN radio host, and now I'm a homeless person. <laughs> He's not homeless. <laughs> now you're a hobo. No, you you have a gym, right? You tr- you train Matt. Uh, well, I wouldn't say he trains me more. Just punches me in the head and calls me a bitch. Here's the thing. Matt is such a secure, almost arrogant man in every other area of his life, but he is such a sensitive little bitch when it comes to taking a single punch. Oh, uh, get the fuck. Yeah, look, you don't want to damage the goods. You don't want to damage the fucking yeah. goods. And look, yeah, you know. yeah, I know. He's he's super handsome and very fit. and uh, Big dong. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So <laughs> But just soupy. He's got a very been a soupy dong, a very soupy. Oh, 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 no. What he's talking about is just because it's been, I hadn't been in the gym for eight weeks. I broke my fucking foot there. Yeah. And, and then, how did you do that? Yeah. I mean, not setting up a kick and got okay. it checked. Yeah. Being a little bit overzealous with your <laughs> aggression on your kicks, not setting things up properly. <laughs> See, so yeah. for the first time, for the first time in two months, he comes in to spar and I'm going, I want to say 43% of max 
and I, I accidentally hit him. Sorry. Sorry that I punched you. I just said, oh, we're going hard. And he's like, oh, we're going hard, huh? And I said, you might be. Dude, he almost it. kicked my ass. I made a comment. I made a smart ass fucking comment out, out by the roaster. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he looked at me. He's like, are you fucking with me? And I was like, yeah, dude, I'm just fucking with you. He's like, I want to beat your ass. And I was like, I ran, actually. I use my words as weapons. It's okay, because like, Sean will punch me up, and I'll feel my face all fucked up. But then, you know, when I go to sleep at night, I sleep secure. And he's, he's you know, I just got to drive little things into his side. Yeah, no, it's fine. He, just, he goes to, like, the immediate, <laughs> I remember how the UFC cut you, you bitch. It's like, <laughs> wow. That's just mean. That's, That's uh, hurtful. Thanks, thanks for going it's hurtful. habitual line stepper. You just go to the, the really mean stuff first. It's nice. Kick, I love it. Kick you while you're down, you know? Yeah, it's great. No, it's awesome to have you on, dude. Yeah. No, it's great to be here. Are you fighting anytime soon? <laughs> well, it depends on if I sign. So I've got, I've got a couple uh, offers on the table from two, both from Russian companies, and I'm yes. waiting, hoping, hoping for an offer from uh, Rise In in Japan or One FC, which is uh, I think Singapore based. But yeah, I'm a free agent right now, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to sort of play everyone against one another and they don't give a shit they're and just then, like really? uh, no here's here's what we're gonna pay you and this is the kind of person you're gonna have to fight against and uh yeah i my leverage is not what i would hope and you're light heavyweight right yeah. correct yeah yeah the thinnest division probably in the world yeah <laughs> the thinnest division the thin- as oh, in oh. like the the least talent rich oh if that makes sense and, because and, and guys what, what was are, your highest ranking in that uh i think at one point i was like 16th Holy Man, shit. that's kind of weird. Right? When you say that's the thinnest oh. division, you were 16th. What does that really say about you? I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I, I'm Ross a realist. Got my back. <laughs> I'm a realist here. No. no, but if you think about it, right? Most guys who are between six foot and six foot five who are elite level athletes around the world are playing something else. Right. True. They're True. not fighters. They're and, football and, and players. What's the, in the weight? What, what's the catch? What's the weight there for for your? 205 pounds is maximum. So ah. most guys walk around anywhere from 220 to 238. Wow, that's a lot of weight cutting. Yeah, yeah. man. It's just you know, what do you wa- what do you walk system. around at right now? I, right now I'm 230, a little little chubby at 230. Okay, yeah. Now you look good. I wouldn't sell yourself short. Yeah, you, well, we went we went shirtless. We did. We went. I just figured out, I was, I would, the other day. Was, that, was that tough. before or after the fight? Oh, that was after we had yeah. a couple. I had a couple beers. Yeah. He had water and wings, and then we went shirtless, yeah. shirtless. In, the, in the bathroom. It was a Denny's. God, it was, yeah. yeah, super awesome. Yeah, I, I used <laughs> come to, on in. Let me I help you with that toilet a, seat, sir. Yeah, I used to <laughs> use that sink in Denny's to wash myself a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, we did. We used the the bathroom floors for jujitsu matches. You know, yeah, yeah. it's pretty fun. Hey, a, you know what I like to wash myself with, Ross? What's that? Just take a guess. Uh, is it grenadesoap.com? Thanks, kids. We got we got some sponsors. Evan, you always make me laugh the hardest on the sponsors. Um, uh, hey, look, we'll start with grenade soap since since it's right on the tip of your dong. Uh, grenadesoap.com is OD green and combat clean. Uh, they've got real gunpowder inside their grenade soap. Um, you'll smell like like the inside of your favorite weapon all day long. They've got tactical toothbrushes. They got dop kits. Uh, they've got everything you need to, to to keep yourself clean. They've they've even got a taint scrubber. Go to grenadesoap.com, Type in the promo code Drinking Bros. You get twenty percent off of all your orders. Father's Day is right around the corner, um, and if you haven't seen your father uh, in a while, I feel be- like that's a sweet Father's Day gift. It's just like, Dad, I bought you four taint scrubbers. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's like, like oh, I- <laughs> thanks, son. Have you uh, uh, have you smelled my taint recently? And was like, yeah, man, you just got off a ten mile bike ride, and I smelled it. I smelled your bike seats. <laughs> um, I think you need a little taint scrubber. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, thanks, son. Nope. I appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Uh, it was July and it was hot, and you could smell it on the seat. Uh, go, go to grenadesoap.com to get that taint smell uh, back to where it needs to be. Um, right now, it's probably at a jungle level for yourself because it's it's the summertime. Get get it back to the winter. Get it back to the winter with some grenadesoap.com promo code Drinking Bros twenty percent off. Next up, we got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Matt Bass, wow. uh, dude, Evan helped on the fucking sound effects. Thanks for that. Backup sound effects, dude. Yeah. So dope. 
That's the best. That's that's what a guest should do. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, on the reels, have you had the the uh, the, the the fucking strike force, Sean? Uh, no, you haven't had strike force. No, really? I haven't had strike force. Oh, we're gonna leave. We're gonna we're gonna send you on your way later with some strike force. I want yeah. the grenade soap. You I, want what, a, I want a taint scrubber. I want a tactical toothbrush, and I want whatever this strike force. It's, it's an energy drink, it. zero calorie, tasty, tasty little tin pouch of oh, freedom. Ooh, yeah. That's tasty. Too. Uh, yeah. I just talked to Sean Matson this morning, actually. So yes. I talked to him for like forty-five minutes. You did. I always feel better. You know, the, the, the what they say is the only easy conversation with Sean was the one that you had yesterday. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> Hashtag Navy Seal. Ha- Hashtag Navy Seal. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking guy. Yeah. What? Damn, you got Ross again. <laughs> Evan, you have fucking, these sly, like, this. just they're so dry that it's like the, the, the Mojave Desert. These, these little one liners that I'm like, man, did he just, yep, yep, he did just say that. Um, it gets me every goddamn time. Uh, <laughs> go to strikeforceenergy.com, kick the can. You don't need the can anymore, kids. Uh, you got a tasty, tiny little pouch full of energy. It goes in every single liquid available, and it's also a liquid itself. It's not a, it's not a powder. So you're, it's not like you're dropping it in the water and then dipping your finger in it. You got to walk around with a blue finger all day. Um, <laughs> they got different colors and flavors. Uh, it's pre-workout, post-workout, pre-sex, after sex. Uh, it's in the shower. Um, and your dog. It's safe. It's for- actually great for round two. Like yeah. so, if you actually come too quick with your girlfriend or your wife, whoever, just say you have to go use the restroom. Take a little sip of Strike Force. Your dick is harder than fucking Mount Everest. And it's all that was it's sexually a- presumptuous of you, like your girlfriend or wife. It's all. Wife, it's also whoever. safe for dogs. I mean, like if she's right. super pregnant right now and doesn't want to have sex with you, it might help get that's the baby. Not, out. That's actually not. That's it, not true. They they through the entire third fucking trimester get super horn like, dog. Yeah, and then they're like they want to get the baby out. So then it's it's a constant like sex is supposed to induce labor. So uh, yeah, you've been helping yeah, get the baby. I, out? I've got to like I feel like I'm prepping for a fight every morning when I go upstairs. Like oh <laughs> shit, I don't know what it's like, but I mean I know what it's like to fucking try to give my wife the stiff arm in the morning and give her the Heisman on the way out the door. You know what I'm <laughs> like, I don't know what you're I saying. At I can't all, do actually. it. I can't sounds- do it either. She's fucking very very uh, persuasive woman. You know. That's good. Yeah, it is good. It is good. So. You know what else is good? Going to strikeforceenergy.com and using the <laughs> promo code Drinking Bros for twenty percent off. That's really goddamn good. Um, next up, we got we got Warfighter Tobacco. They're back. Where have they been? They've been in the, in the nice. jungles of Central America with nothing but a machete yep. and a loincloth. Uh, they're turning their shit ups to a cele- eleven on and on fucking WarfighterTobacco.com. Go get your goddamn cigars there. They've got cigar shirts. Humidors, you name it. Uh, also, if there's any big like local uh, shops in your area that you want them to to carry Warfighter cigars, go and fucking talk to them. Reach out, uh, and that the, the the folks at Warfighter will get back to them. They're looking to go worldwide. They're looking to go global. We need to put one in Pitbull's mouth, uh, Mister Worldwide, Dolly. Um, <laughs> you, what the thought was? You went full circle in your fucking head, dude. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Worldwide, yeah, eight hundred five, three hundred five. Uh, use the Fuck promo me. code Unleash DB for ten percent off of WarfighterTobacco.com. Uh, we love their cigars, and they're all uh, they're all veterans. So su- support support these fucking companies, kids. Uh, last but not least, um, no, actually, that's not true. That's not true. We have one right before Black Rifle Coffee that I really want to get to, and it's ghostbed.com. Yes. Why do I want to get to that? Ghost bed. In particular. I bet Sean wants a fucking ghost bed. What's a ghost bed? It's such good sleep, it scares you. <laughs> See, I did that. Uh, no, it's phenomenal <laughs> mattress. So, hey, Sean, they're having a ghost bed is having a contest. Whoever has the worst mattress, they've been running this all month. Uh, it gets a free mattress. We've had some disgusting entries. We had a guy shit on a mattress the other well, day. Although Jared I'm gonna call told bullshit him to because take a shit on a mattress. Told, it was awful. yeah. Don't take a shit on a mattress. It's not how you enter the contest. <laughs> but some of these people have been fim- filming their fucking beds. There's yeah. piss. There's all yellow, brown, red stains. They're like I don't know how it got there. And you're like, yeah. you just don't go buy a used mattress off Craigslist. That's like something you don't buy used. No, you don't. I, you you got to get a good a, idea. No. No, no. You, I would sleep on the floor before I bought a used mattress. Well, plus, there's no reason to buy a used mattress because when they do that neighborhood cleanup where everyone throws their junk on the curb, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, right. Great time to go get a mattress. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, see, you don't one. have to buy it. You just yeah. you, you don't have you to buy it. Take it. You just have okay. to have a truck and you throw it in the back and 
maybe try and oxyclean some of those stains out. But God, uh, or, or look, you can just what? buy a new mattress on GhostBed.com uh, forward slash Drinking Bros. You get fifty dollars off a mattress. Uh, you also get three free pillows every time you buy a mattress, and the pillows are the fucking jam. The contest is still open, by the way. We we've had some disgusting entries. If you have the most disgusting bed of all time. Just, just send in a picture or a video and put hashtag fuck this bed and uh, tag ghost bed in it. Uh, the winner will be announced live on our show. Man, I'd, I'd actually like to interview the, the, the winner slash loser of this contest. Because uh, that one guy who sent it in, it looked like 10,000 Mexicans had, had periods all over it. All over that yeah, bed. that's fucking terrible, dude. It's like Mike and the boys had a fucking <laughs> dirty Mike and the boys. <laughs> yeah, Soup dude. kitchen. Soup kitchen, the fucking bed. Ugh. It really did. Uh, we're big fans of Ghost Bed. The, the beds are amazing. So if you, if you have one of those disgusting beds, go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Last but not least, we got Black Rifle Coffee. Evan Hafer wants to tell us about it. Ooh, Black Rifle Coffee is a veteran owned premium roast to order coffee company. We roast and deliver the finest, freshest coffee in the land, right? So mm. I like to use land. I would say lands. Lands? Yeah. yeah like, I think it's, I think, lands. There's I mean, a few continents the world out there. Is, the world is one large planet. It's all connected. Separated by used. a lot of water. Yeah. Well, I mean, so on the surface. So there's the, but it's connected by the core. The, okay. day, the days <laughs> not, of not Pangea are <laughs> over. Not a big deal. The <laughs> days of Pangea are not over, my friend. <laughs> That's an all it's an all in conspiracy to make you think there are multiple continents. Have you actually <laughs> yeah, mapped I think the we'll all come back around, have you? right? We'll I all know. come back you around. You know what I'm reconnect. saying? Have you, you actually you have you actually mapped the continents? <laughs> You're right. No. I stand corrected. Yeah, I have are you one of those flat earther guys too? I'm a flat earther. It's not a big deal. <laughs> hey, uh, so Black Rifle Coffee is a, uh, obviously, it's Matt and I's coffee company. We roast to order coffee right here with Edwin. So Edwin is our former Special Forces Green Beret turned coffee roaster. Edwin and I met in Kabul, Afghanistan, 2013, over a hand grinder and uh, a bunch of snide comments about which person actually knew more about <clears throat> coffee. So now we got this big fucking beautiful coffee roaster back here in Salt Lake City. We roast it that shit up. It is absolutely beautiful. Send it out to you. The other thing is, we just we just launched uh, a ton of new products, man. We got uh, new thermoses, new tumblers, and uh, we also launched the one bagger in the coffee club. So yep. you can just get one bag every fucking four to six weeks if you want. So, uh, and the big big thing with the coffee club is when you join, you get discounts with other retailers. You get access to a bunch of other shit. It's, it's honestly, it's the deal that I designed for myself. Like if I were ordering coffee from somebody, which is fucking great, you get de- you get great deals through like Article 15 clothing, Ready Man, Leopold, Leopold Optics is coming on board this month. So buy fucking one optic with your discount, dude. You get you pay for your coffee for the year. So Shit, super legit. That's a fucking big boy. That's a big boy giveaway right there. Put, putting yeah. our fucking big boy pants on, Ross. Exactly. Yeah, you are. It's kind of it's kind of like when you have sex with a, a squirter and she's on her period. You yeah. can just vibrate her clit after to wash the period blood off your dick with her squirt juice. Yeah, boy. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> I wonder how I'm gonna exactly pull my like dick that. out of my romper. Um, I'll <laughs> find out when it gets no. there. You don't have to. You can go in through the leg, bro. It's like wearing UD t-shirts. Yeah, right. Yeah, you cut a hole in the romper pocket, Just like fold up the leg and hit it. That's great. I I cut holes in the pockets, and then you just piss out the pocket. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, and it's good for hand jobs or hand grinders, whatever you meet, however you meet guys. We actually thought thought a great great app, Ross. We want to talk about our app first (laughs) that we've been developing. So what it is, it's called Seal Grinder. Right. It's where other seals meet other seals to get hooked up for uh, hot well, love. Well, there is. For, it's, so it's, it's seal grinder. It's seal on seals, yeah. but also if you're a civilian and you just want to feel what a seal feels like, it's yeah. a paid subscription because yeah. it's you know you got to pay them to, to get down. Now, is down. this a Navy um, seal or like a, an actual? Yeah, no, like, no, it's, 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 it's for Navy, Navy seals. seals. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't you can't marry or make love to yourself. So get as close as you can. Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> You don't have respect for anybody else. Right. Just fucking, <laughs> you know, keep it in the community. Right. That's, that's that's what we say. And on the civilian side, it's not prostitution because it's a subscription-based platform that it you're is. ultimately paying about a thousand dollars per month. But you're you're right. you're locked into three Navy SEAL dudes a month. Yeah. I, so I it's you, about three hundred thirty-three dollars per interaction. Who would pay for this? 
Oh, hashtag God, yes. seal grinder. Hashtag yeah. support the troops. Support the troops, right? Obviously. Every, right. I think every woman out there wants to say they fucked a Navy SEAL. I really do. That's what I. Yeah, you know, I, I like, like Sean was just saying. I, I, it's not gay. I just support the troops. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Is that is, does it work that way? I don't think it does. Yeah, no, yeah. That's exactly the way it works. He's an altruist. Yeah. You know, and basically, when you're living a a monastic life like Sean and just supporting the troops, right? You know. Handies and blowies all around, like it doesn't really matter. Right. It's 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 no, just like counts just like your, handing out sandwiches. Right, count yeah. against your total. That's just, just <laughs> are you are you worried about your total at this point? You're no, like, no. <laughs> is anybody at this? I'm 33. Right. So no. no. What's your total, uh, yeah, Sean? No. What what is your total? Ah oh, man, ballpark it. 75. Really? No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not gonna throw my total out yeah. there. My mom's gonna tune in. Would you say it's it's triple dig? No, not even close. Oh, all right. Well, my mine's one. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Matt was born one, again. One. Matt was a is a born again million. <laughs> one got a, one one with a multiplier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. Evan, I, I got a I got a quick question for you here. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about this this uh, this chick uh, reality winner who was working for the NSA who got popped for uh, yeah, yeah. leaking the documents? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, I sure did. I listen to the news every morning, Ross. Okay. So, 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 so let me ask you how, because I don't, I don't know that world, you know, the intelligence contractor world very well. How does a fucking 25 year old girl from Georgia, Augusta, Georgia, get access to fucking sensitive shit like that? Uh, you know what? Have you seen the, the, uh, the beautiful mind? Yes. Ross? Yep. Yeah. I mean, like quite literally, you know, the NSA or the CIA or whomever, I'm just throwing out it. I just wanted to know if you've seen the beautiful mind, but, uh, no, any of these organizations, I mean, they, they purely hire based on qualifications. So if you're crunching data or listening to languages or whatever the fuck you got going on, I mean, there's a ton of different things that you can do over there. Uh, it's not necessarily based on age or experience. It's based on what do you know, right? Education. So, yeah, she might have a fucking <clears throat> PhD in in Arabic language, or she might be a coder. Or she might, who the fuck knows what she does? But ultimately, she was filling a slot, and that slot had specific access. Like every person doesn't have access to it's everything. Like compartmentalized right? information. Like, Matt and I didn't know, you know, whether or not the the Area Fifty One really had aliens. God, that'd be sweet though. It um, does. It, ha- no, it, it does. It's, it's sensitive, it does. compartmentalized information. So wherever she worked, she had access to that. She could have been the fucking janitor. Who the hell knows? But uh, she had access to it, and then she worked to get it out of the facility. So in all actuality, it doesn't matter. Like, she she, she didn't follow. Like, there are several things that she did. Like, she didn't date, just break one law, right? She broke multiple laws. So whether it's right or wrong, it's not based on society to fucking judge. When she signs up for that employment, she says, I can't remove sensitive compartmentalized information from the facility. By doing so, I am becoming a felon, right? So she knows what she's doing just by removing any form of information, regardless of whether or not it's right or wrong. It's irrelevant. Um, So when you do that, you're basically saying, okay, well, I'm ready to become a felon. Actually, you do that and you are a felon and that's what she did. So for us to, you know, for us to have a conversation on whether or not it's right or wrong, it's kind of irrelevant, actually, because it was wrong. You're not supposed to remove information, period. So, you know, if if there's a system in order to declassify information, which there is, and typically that system is long and arduous, uh, then you still have to walk through the system. But she, from her low level, small minded optic will not understand the ramifications, nor could she understand the bigger picture. Like there are strategic intelligence goals that are always being implemented. And when you fuck with the system, meaning like you you throw a wrench in it, now you've got to navigate around it. So who knows what the information war really is between us and Russia or us and Russia and China. This entire narrative that's that's created around leaking and a bunch of other things Really, we don't know if this entire thing is just quite literally fucking pawns moving around the board in order to ultimately isolate Kim Jong-un. Fuck, I don't know. But she doesn't know for sure. Like, that's the big, that's the big thing. Yeah. She <clears throat> fucking definitely doesn't know. And she's throwing a wrench in overall the national strategic intelligence interests of the United States. Don't fuck with the machine, girl. 
Yeah, and, and there you go. when I because when I read this, um, you know, her parents came out. Obviously, they, they were on the news, and she was like, "Oh, she wouldn't jeopardize anybody's safe, you know, safety. She's not like that. She loves children and animals. She's not a threat to anyone. Not a violent That's person." Like, but hold on, that's like the same thing as like when a fucking inner city kid goes and fucking rapes and tries to murder someone in a house, and he gets shot, and the family is like, "He's not. He was a good kid." Like, yeah. no, he wasn't. His actions spoke to the fact that he was a fucking violent criminal the, your parents anyone's parents are not the the good source to go to to get a real <laughs> that's accurate what I picture say. of their yeah. character ever yeah, yeah. ever right if you ask my mom and my dad who i am as a person they're going to tell you all the great things about me and they're going to conveniently ignore <laughs> anything that i've done on the on the dark side so don't talk to people's parents after they commit crimes. <laughs> As if they're, yeah, like a legit viable source yeah. for fucking proper information well, of a character. Well, mom says he's the handsomest boy in the world. <laughs> yeah, because look, this girl's going away for a long goddamn time. I can, I, I can tell you that. Um, so all of this shit that her parents are coming out saying, like, you knew what you did. And look, sorry, Bernie, because it was, by the way, it was because of Bernie Sanders. She was a huge Bernie Sanders supporter uh, once he lost not only the primary, but the election, and then Trump came in. She was like, I'm, I'm still, I'm gonna try to get him back and do this. My candidate didn't win, so I'm gonna sacrifice intelligence of the whole entire country. Yeah. Fucking so bitch. she gave this report to the Intercept, you know, this online news organization. She knew right. what the fuck she was doing. I just wonder how, how, um, how much long, like what the sentence is she'll spend in jail. Um, and then a lot of eight pe- years. How, how long? Yeah, I guarantee it, it, eight years. I guarantee eight years. Well, she'll get a pardon down the road. Yeah, I mean, she'll get she'll either get a pardon or she'll get out for early release. But she'll she'll do eight for. Do you think if she fucking, changes for, changes for, her gender that she'll get out on an early release? Um, hey, listen, you know, was <laughs> it uh, probably Chelsea who, Manning? Who that? Uh, Chelsea Manning. Yeah, Chelsea Manning. Yeah, Whew. she's out now, isn't? Or it's out now. He. Yeah. Oh boy, oh, did you see the first I, pictures, man? Super yeah, well, hot. I know that. Remember, we were talking about right. that on Instagram, right? Yeah. He or it started a fucking Instagram and already had like fucking 100,000 followers or some crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And it was a picture of girl shoes. That was it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think Sean, we should send Sean on a fucking infill mission to go fucking bang out Chelsea Manning. Yeah. <laughs> what? Is, oh, God. So disgusting. Is that your, is that your jam, Sean? Do you get down on that? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, that is not my jam. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm being implicated here. Well, look, just trying to throw you in the mix. Yeah, not, somebody's got to go I mean, out there and I fuck. Get that, I, no, I get that you guys want to make me feel included in the whole Drinking Bros podcast thing. That's great, but that's not the way to do it. Okay, you know, but it kind of is covert mission. It it kind of is. It's kind of the best way to get you in. Where it's like, hey, man. Um, just, just go out and bang a dude for us, and let us know what. Do you what think? It was I like. hope Chelsea Manning like has really cool sayings, like when she's jacking dudes off, like "You better release that information, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> like cool one-liners. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. she is disgusting. Uh, are you guys, oh. pulling, are you guys pulling up photos? Oh, come over there? on, bro. Oh, that is bad. Come that on. is that is not a good tranny. That come is on. Not. What's Listen, the dollar amount? No. Wait, does she still have a dick? Yes or no? I oh yeah, yeah. There's, there, there, there's no way they would have whacked that thing off in Leavenworth, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're wasting money like that just yet. Listen, you throw tits on a trash can, I'll probably fuck it. But that, no, thank you. I'm out. <laughs> well, that I, I respectfully that, that, decline. That's, that's just a dude with makeup. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that ain't that ain't tits with trash can. You remember that old Marilyn makeup. Manson music video where he was wearing like the, the genderless, the beautiful people, the beautiful yeah. people. Yeah. That's what I got. That, that's the vibe I'm getting off of this yeah. Manning character. Oh, man. It's not a good situation. No, no, he's not. He's off, not a, like, not that's the thing. Situation. Like, how, how much that guy sucks at life? He can't even pull off being a decent girl, and that's what he's trying to do full time? Like, come on, get it together, bro. Dude, that's what I want to see. I want to see Chelsea Manning fucking and, and, Snowden, Snowden. and Snowden just make a porn together. <laughs> oh, call, call, it, call it full release. No, it's called Bergdahl Found. <laughs> <laughs> With Bergdahl in the center of the fucking... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> where does anybody have location? Uh, the wobbly age with Bergdahl. Yeah. Bergdahl's like, how are you guys gonna get me released from the Taliban? And they're like, I have an idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And just for clear conscience, I am talking shit on Bergdahl, not the fucking awesome people that sacrificed everything for that piece of shit to go save him. Yeah. So, well, hey, where is if, he? If you right were a part now, of that Matt, unit, man. Know? I don't know where Bergdahl is. He went back to he went back to Idaho. At, 
Idaho. He's just north of us, yeah. He was in active around, duty uh, after. Yeah, he was he was up in like Haley, like Sun Valley area. Yeah. That's where he's from. No yeah. shit. Is he still so. in the military or is he out? No, he's out. He ETS'd. I think he ETS'd, but yeah, he came back to active duty and then obviously there's no way the army is going to keep him in with what, what you know, he's a fucking deserter. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. strange. I, I, I saw the last interview I saw with them, like he was still living in a tent in his own, his, his dad's backyard. Um, said he was having ch- trouble adjusting back to, you know, uh, what's wrong with that? Sleeping yeah. in a home. Uh, I, I, nothing. He, he, you know, he reportedly had claimed that he was so used to sleeping in some fucking tent over there that uh, uh, he couldn't adjust and sleep yeah. in a bed back at his parents' house. Yeah, it's like the yeah. Count of Monte Cristo. You guys saw that, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't believe yeah. that because then, like, evolution wouldn't happen because at some point someone's like, I don't want to sleep in a fucking tent anymore. If I put a bunch of leaves down, oh, maybe a mattress, ghostbed.com. Check it out. Drinking I'm just kidding. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. Oh, God. Yeah. Fucking people these yeah. days. That's fu- having a hard time, man. That fucking. It's tough. It's, it's, it's tough to deal with your, your fucking horrible decisions, you know? Sometimes you just got to face them. It's like, oh, I shouldn't have left the base. And I spent fucking five years. What was it? Five years? In, yeah. Yeah. Five, or five six years, years with the Taliban. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky to get his fucking head cut off. Oh, super lucky. Yeah. I mean, is he? Or, or, or was that or all a setup? I was like, is he? Yeah, yeah. Or was that all a fucking setup, that whole thing? I wonder. Well, I don't know. If you look at the information surrounding that, like the Taliban's attacks on American bases became significantly more complex um, and their routes after his capture, which would signify that he was releasing information on their movements and things like that, which is interesting. Which is why that unit is so. I mean, they had, I think, a couple guys get killed in search parties for Bergdahl, which is. Right fucking absolutely terrible especially when he voluntarily fucking woke up one night and decided to walk off a fucking fob like uh, yeah it's ridiculous and who you know npr npr did a, a long uh series on bergdahl actually it's really good yeah uh, they did they, 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 yeah, there was a yeah. there was a huge podcast about him he was yeah. the new uh yeah. what the serial or whatever it was yeah yeah serial yeah yeah it was really fucking good man uh, what was the end result the of entire... it? What, what did they say, Evan? I didn't listen to the last couple episodes. What was the end result of crazy. it? Crazy. Was it? Kid was fucking crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the Coast Guard had basically deemed him unfit for service, and then the Army accepted him. Uh, so they, they deemed him unfit for service based on, on mental instability. And then the Army was like, yeah, fuck it, we'll take you. <laughs> and, I mean, that's obvious, man. Like, you know, in, in fucking 17 years or 16 years of war, people just don't walk off bases. They don't because like they know what, what is fucking waiting for them, regardless right. of how friendly they think they are or this fucking illusion or, or disillusion, whatever it is, or disillusion with command. And then this like illusion that the Taliban is going to fucking accept you into open arms or whatever it is. It's like, dude, you're an American soldier. You just walked off a fob in Afghanistan. What's waiting for you on the other end is like the sharp edge of an actor, the fucking blunt round tip of a dick in your ass. So you get those two choices. And anybody that spent longer than fucking 15 minutes in Afghanistan with a half wit in their head would understand that. So it can basically be reduced to the fact like this dude was a fucking half wit, like not even a full wit. And he had some mental issues that basically pushed him off base in this fucking illusion of grandeur that he was going to go off and make a point or whatever the fuck his excuse was. I think that, I think that he had five years to, to come up with a pretty damn good excuse why the fuck he walked off. And that's, I mean, you know what I mean? If I got five years to think about something that I fucked up, I can come up with a pretty goddamn good reason not to go to Leavenworth or get fucking the, you know, the, the round circle end of a fucking noose. (laughs) Like I can come up with a pretty good story. Oh, you know, I fucking, I saw a space alien out there, and I was like, what? I want to fucking go talk to that motherfucker. And then all of a sudden, I was scooped up by a Taliban. I wasn't trying to, like, go over there and fight with them or anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just all super right. into aliens, guys. What the fuck? Forgive my civilian ignorance here, but, but how many guys in a normal situation are you serving with that are liabilities to you and the people around you? Shit. I mean, I would say you always probably have a couple on, yeah. in a platoon size element, a couple that are, are uh, you always make sure that they're probably not in the stack, that they're sitting on an OP and, and guarding the aid bag or something like that. I mean, <laughs> sometimes you can't put enough counseling statements together to even RFS someone of like Ranger Battalion or, or whatever. It's just they're, they're, 
you can't get rid of them and you don't want to keep them kind of thing. So you always got them across the military. You do. And you, you know, and even in SF, like, uh, you know, a 12 man ODA is not that big. You got 12 dudes, but you always have, you know, a few guys in the company, a company would be, you know, six, depending on the, the size of the ODA and whether or not you're including the ODB, you're gonna have a few guys that are wing nuts, you know, and whether or not they're operational capable, that's dependent on the operation and whether or not what you're doing. And then when you're working with Indige, fuck, man, that's a wild card, you yeah. know, depending on how long you've been working with them, with Indige forces and their capabilities. Uh, and fuck, you get, you get weird shit, too. Like, I, I'm not going to call this by name, but I know one dude specifically that I actually went through rip with that the dude joined so he could murder people. There, he yeah, didn't give yeah. a fuck about foreign yeah. policy, defending the country. He just wanted to kill someone legally. And that's the kind of guy that's like, <laughs> really? why did you cut, you cut that dude's throat? No, it's, yeah, it's There's a lot he's of like, guys, yeah. oh, well, well, there was some behind me, so I couldn't engage him with my rifle. And it's like, oh, God, you just literally you just slung your rifle, what, ran over and slit his throat because you, you wanted to fucking. wanted to know what it felt like. I mean, the guy was a combatant, you know, but yeah, he just, they just wanted to be in that environment and live that Neanderthal style life. So, wow. I met a few of those cats. Like, yeah. I, I mean, like, like it's pretty interesting because you 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 kind of spend time with like bona fide, uh, blood lusting murderers. <laughs> it's fucking. Yeah. They just become comfortable with your, you know, like you could become comfortable with just surrounding yourself with them. At any point in time, I mean, just the building alone. Yeah. I mean, we hired a guy last month, uh, Wally. Actually, this is a super yeah. interesting story. So Wally was an Afghan commando with uh, with Jeff, and then I worked with him at and one of our fire bases for a couple of years. He works for Black Rifle Coffee now, but he was raised in the CIA's most covert, most elite commando force in Kabul province. I mean, he had over 14 years on the ground. When I say on the ground, I mean, like he was recruited as a teenager. and breathing. And yeah. He would do, I mean, he's done thousands of direct actions. He is the most combat experienced person on this compound. He's an Afghani. He legally immigrated here to the, to the United States, but he's Which, literally been responsible for killing hundreds of people. Like sure. bad, like for, with bullets. Bad, bad dudes. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, bad, he, there bad was, dudes. he had like seven or so assassination t- attempts directly yeah. on him and his family. He's lost around 15 family members. Like this yeah. guy's a stud. Shit. And it, a testament to fucking Evan and Jeff is they'd worked with this guy and um and you'll you'll meet him around here but he uh he was working at a fucking gas station yeah. in North Virginia no Maryland or West Virginia yeah, Maryland or Maryland yeah. okay he and uh so just working at a gas station move his family here like trying to barely make ends meet and you know Jeff and Evan he somehow networked back with him We're like dude come out to Salt Lake City he came out here and he's like I love it out here and he's like cool well and we paid for his and I'll say we his but move, yeah. you know Evan and Jeff. The whole move moved his whole entire family out here just to kind of get back. Because I think some people forget about the amount of sacrifice that someone like that did. He fought for our foreign policy for fucking and his own country, Afghanistan, for 14 years in one of the most wow. elite unit, units that exist. Like thousands, thousands of direct action, like like thousands of direct action, like like hits, yeah. like vehicle interdictions. Yep. Like like Matt was saying, the guy has survived seven near ambushes, half of which his family was in the car with him. And that's so, why Jeff stopped talking with him because his car got ambushed and they thought, they thought he was Wally dead. got killed. Yeah. And then a friend of a friend was like, hey, this guy's trying to get a hold of you. Like, holy fuck, I thought you were dead. Nope, I'm alive. Sweet. So, Pretty he's, cool. But that's, he's he's a bad motherfucker and he works here yeah. every day. Like, he's got six kids and a family and he's a fucking bad motherfucker, dude. But, like, when you cruise the halls out here, you don't know, like, the blood on the hands of these men that have just well, been cruising around here are just like... <laughs> It's so, pretty immense, actually. So, so it's pretty immense. That I'll tell you something that you guys probably you're so used to it yourselves because you you know live this life. Like I said, civilian. Um, great admiration for the armed forces. Never had the balls to do it myself. But you know, whatever. I if we were walking around in a grocery store, I'm a douchey enough guy that I know I can handle myself in whatever situation. I don't think you're that. douchey when you. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a badass, right? Like, yeah, you I are. You this, are. I have this are. mental picture of myself as, yeah, yeah, I'm tough, whatever. But then I hear stories like that, and I walk into a place like this, and I'm like, well, look, if if there's rules and we're wearing you know protective equipment. I'm probably going to be all right. But in a place like this, like I'm so far down the totem pole. No, it just kind of reminds look, you of the pecking order. I look at black rifles like a toolbox, right? So you have a bunch of hammers and screwdrivers and maybe you're not like a hammer, but you're like a fucking hacksaw or something. It's like you need the hacksaw to be 
collectively yeah. fucking proficient well, to sure, defend. But I feel like, you know, whatever. You guys, <laughs> you guys are real nice about it, but there's just... There, there's a definite pecking order that most of the time I feel like I'm near the top of, and then I walk into a place like this, and it's just like, no, no, you're not, not even, not even a little bit, not even close, well, which is cool. Like it's fine for me. It doesn't, you know, my ego survives it, but it fascinates the hell out of me because, you know, having no offense, but you look like a tiny little bitch. But I know, no, no. I know you could kill me several different ways, only with a handgun, <laughs> only with a handgun. That's like one of my backwards compliments for Evan whenever we get interviewed. Like, tell, tell me about Evan. I'm like, well, he looks like a hipster little fuck because he's always got his like you know, his own coffee maker and a travel bag everywhere he goes, his little flannels, and you throw the dude a fucking AR and a pistol, and you're like, oh, oh, this guy's no fucking joke. And especially yeah. how intelligent he is. Like, I don't want to be in the receiving end of any form of tactics that come from that fucking dude. Uh, we brain. were talking about this. I was training with a couple of my good friends at the gym this morning, and you've, you train with Dave Allred. He's yeah. a financial advisor. Yeah. He's the handsomest guy on the planet. He's always smiling, and he's the dude. If you're walking around in public, you're at a concert, you're at a party, whatever, you're like, that guy is a pussy. I could smoke that guy. <laughs> yeah. But it's not true right. because he's a he's a he's got black belt level jujitsu. He's Holy not actually shit. belted, but he's got a he's got black belt level jujitsu and he will choke the life out of you with great prejudice. He's not nice to roll with. <laughs> right. And so we were talking about this exact same principle at the gym this morning, but then it's magnified tenfold when I come to a place well, like that, this. That gets in a whole nother discussion too. It's like why I never, I, I never will hang out with people that want to get in bar fights, right? Because yep, again, never. you look at a guy like that and even you, like you, you, you're a bigger guy, but like someone who has maybe done my form of, well, I don't know, I'd be like, man, I could fuck that dude up potentially. Yeah, I, and I, I would get knocked out so fucking fast and quick that I wouldn't wake up for yeah, seven fucking Sean days. Sean looks like he just, like he looks like he might be ready to hit the golf course right. with his fucking, I, with his former <laughs> frat buddies. Middle, yeah. middle yeah. management. Yeah. All right, I like so, it. Seriously. Yeah, like I, I'm the, I'm the exact middle ground where people like if they're not paying attention, and most people don't pay attention, people look at me and they're just like, well, he's big enough that I wouldn't feel like I was taking advantage by fighting him. Right, right. But he's not so big that I'm intimidated. People right. fuck with me all the time. Seriously, do they really? And you're just, and it's you're just like, come on, because you know what, I'm I'm friendly and I don't yeah. feel like I have to. And, you know, people puff up and act stupid and there's road rage everywhere and all that stuff. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, you have what? no concept of what this fucking dude can do to I'm you. Like, why? And it's like that, you know, it's crazy, man. And, and so I, I think I project that onto the people like be nice because you don't know what I can do to mm. you. And then to get back to my original point, I come to a place like this and I'm like, yeah, you self be nice because these unassuming looking dudes around here are probably very proficient with the firearm that you don't know that they have, or maybe they've stabbed eight people in the neck before without hesitation. I, so you got to be careful. I've, and I've had this conversation with my wife like all the time. I'm like, because people, people will make like drastic assumptions based on my size and my demeanor. Right. They yeah. make, they may, and they don't, I wouldn't say like, I'm not by any stretch of the imagination picked on or anything, but they sure. make wild assumptions and they have, they're very cavalier in some of the things that they do or say. You're as intimidating like, as Frodo. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I, I'm not, I'm not intimidating whatsoever. And it's like, man, like I have had to talk to people and go, you are, you are getting ready to make a fucking, a life decision that you can't fold back from. <laughs> like you, you can't, you'll, you won't survive what's happening here. Like it's not, yep. and I'm, I'm not really just protecting them from themselves sure. in a way that's like, bro, yeah. I will fucking I will end your life in a fraction of a second. Actually, point seven three off a fucking pro timer from inside my pants. I will fucking end your existence. Yeah. And when I've said that in an open forum, it's like, well, I'm not trying to be a fucking cool guy or anything. I'm just like, dude, realize that like not everybody is like you. Meaning, you just have maybe like these fucking super cool fists. Not you specifically, but guys think like, oh, I'm a fucking tough guy. Like, yeah, yeah. I was a landscaper and I swung a hammer. And it's like, yeah, but I've been swinging fucking thing, these things that, that that push out high projectile fucking, yeah, no, you I mean, know, rounds. And I do them at, at, at a point fucking zero, 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 one percent proficiency and your life will end. And it's like, why are you fucking thinking about this? Like, yeah. don't even fucking think about it. Yeah. The other, the other thing, <clears throat> like, what does it take to really get your heart rate going? Hardly like, anything. Because. Like you, nothing. I, I can't even <laughs> imagine the situations that you've been in, right? Uh, when somebody, I mean, when I, when I think about it, like only in the context of, 
like violent situations actually calm yeah like they calm me down okay because this is like a natural thing right yeah. where it's like but when i can't use violence as a solution to a problem like a legal issue for sure. instance right those things get my blood boiling because those are obstacles which are are honestly somewhat outside of human nature in order to deal with the solution so when you have to deal with like bureaucratic fucking paperwork or paperwork not paperwork yeah paperwork in order to solve a solution where it's like hey why don't i just fucking mount up my guys and i go and i fucking kill your entire family <laughs> and we just fucking solve this you know yeah. like we just make you disappear that's typically the fucking tool that i want to reach in and grab sure. out of my bag and fucking go to work with yeah. but it's business has forced me to be quite a bit different in the way that's like oh okay well we still have the same kind of assets like our fucking general counsel looks like he just fucking walked off a Viking ship. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a massive human being that has killed fucking hundreds of people. I mean, he's a professional fucking JTAC. He's got 20 some years in the military. I mean, the dude has been spreading the good cheer through explosives around the world for his entire <laughs> life. And so those people in this building, I think that's, I don't know why we're launching into this conversation, but it is kind why of not? interesting. Why not? Like, it's a fun, it's a fun environment to exist in. Yeah. You know? Because really people, is. people are, are, I think higher problem solvers, but go ahead. Well, yeah. it's just, it's fascinating to someone like myself who feels like, you know, I'm a, by civilian standards, I'm a risk taker and I'm a person who's put himself into some wild situations. Like right. the things that I do for fun and money. Um, a lot of people can't even fathom themselves right. doing, and then you ratchet that up, however many notches. And I'm like, well, that's what—that's how all of you made your living and gained your life experience, and it's—it's it's bananas. So the the disparity between the guy at the Fourth of July parade who got drunk and started acting like a jerk, and you know works at at, at the auto shop, right? That guy versus me is a certain step up. That guy versus you, it's like not even the same atmosphere. Yeah, right? but you can't just shoot him for being a dick, well, unfortunately. But, but even, but but even like guys that are super familiar with violence, and I had this conversation a few years ago with my buddy at his wedding, actually. Okay. Super, super funny. Weird because, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah, That's a perfect no, wedding combo. Because, because there was a guy there who was his friend, and I was like, it, it's a, it, the exact scenario, right? So here's this guy. His friends out front of this bar that, you know, my buddy had rented out for the, the post reception, whatever. And his friends fucking barfing out front. And I, I walked up to the guy. I'm trying to be nice, but I made a joke. I was like, hey, dude, your girlfriend's outside and she's fucking barfing. You might want to go help him out. And he turns around. He's like, who the fuck are you? Right. And, and I'm like, I'm just fucking around, man. But, you know, I'm nobody really. I'm just, yeah. just, hey, dude, your, your buddy's outside. And he's like, you don't know who the fuck I am. Oh, I'm like, yeah. you're right. I don't. You're right. I don't. I don't know who you are. The same. And I true don't. <laughs> and you don't know who I am. Yeah. So let's just like call it. A, yeah. You know, call it quits or whatever. And he's like, you fucking and whatever. You know, he launched into this whole fucking like tough guy diatribe. And I was like, hey man, I'll tell you what. I'll call you tomorrow when you're sober, and I'll drive over to your house, and we can fucking have it out. And he's like, this is you're fucking crazy. I want to fucking fight right now you know and i'm like now nah, you're fucking drinking i'm drinking so i call the guy the next day like no shit i pick up the phone <laughs> and call him fucking 10 a.m i'm like hey this is evan i met you last night uh we had some words at the bar i'm about 15 minutes away from your house i'm gonna stop by and you know let's just fucking let's go at it man um hey dude uh i talked to brandon i know who you are <laughs> i don't i do not want to do this I am a, I am extremely apologetic. Yeah, and I'm like, but I'm comfortable with violence. I'm I would not be comfortable with violence with you or, you know, somebody that I know is supremely capable of fucking mass producing a lot of pain. But I'm super comfortable with average Joe. Like, I'm way more comfortable with violence on average Joe, even with my size. I'm like, sure. fuck, dude. My time frame, even at three years out of the game. I'm fucking way ahead of you are. <laughs> like it's like dudes that never have fought or anything. I've never well, seen yeah. it. And I, I talked about that on a previous episode. Sean was about like the difference of like coming into the gym at, at Jeremy's and with all you guys where you walk in. Some of me have like, hey, I've boxed for a few years. I feel pretty like fine with myself. And then just getting humbled so fast. You're like, I, there's nothing that I can do as a physical male that would really put 
back you up. There really isn't. I mean, other unless I have a fucking bat or a pistol, but uh, right, it's sad. But, it's a sad day. But even no. then, a bat. Like yeah. Jesus, dude. I like, still don't want to. Do I don't. That. I don't want to go against him with a bat. <laughs> but no, the I, other. But but you know that that sure cool. That's true. I'm flattered or whatever. But in any real world weapon scenario or actual holy shit things are going down i'm looking to you like what do we do here because all i can do is punch stuff like that's all i'm really good at in fact I, you know we joked about it at the start of the show i'm you know i'm between contracts in the fight game i am between contracts in my broadcasting career i have no discernible skills like <laughs> i'm just like uh if if you want a resume for people who can build relationships and talk for a living and beat somebody up, mine's pretty pretty solid. We might have a Wait, position here at Black Rebel Coffee. That appears you fit the profile of every person that fucking works here. But, but you know, but if you need someone who's good at fixing cars, building houses, I'm just like I don't really have in, in like a holy shit what's going on scenario. I don't have discernible skills except that I guess if someone wants to engage in hand to hand combat. I can handle things. It's wild. It's just, but it's the way life is right now because of, everyone takes a little bit of a different path. You know, there's there's obviously firearms around this facility, and like I'm probably the worst one. I'm probably the worst, and I'm not bad, but I'm probably terrible compared to you guys. But you know, and and I'm gonna throw Jeremy into this mix, like Jeremy Horn. Right. Yeah. Because now coach, look at that yeah. dude. Holy God! Not, by the way, for the super- audience, they're talking about Jeremy Horn, correct? Yeah, Jeremy right. Horn. Yeah, Jeremy Horn. Like he's a UFC know, legend. Yes. He, like he's yeah. a fucking legend. But he's super proficient with firearms, yes. and he can beat you to death. Yeah, or, I mean, he is one of the most dangerous people alive. Like so, he is one of the most fucking dangerous men on the planet. It's it's amazing because I I I always joke. Jeremy's very humble as well. He's like he's so socially awkward. It's like painful, and he's very humble, and he doesn't like to doesn't like to have people even approach him for pictures or autographs or things like that. I, I want a fight. I want a bonus in the UFC. Knock the dude out in a like, kind of comeback fashion in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm walking out of the octagon on cloud nine. It was my first UFC win. I think I'm the greatest thing ever. People are A couple people stop me, and there's like a line forming to take pictures. And I'm like, oh, sweet. All these people want to take pictures with me. They did not. They wanted to take pictures with Jeremy. Was he cornering you? <laughs> yeah, he was really? cornering me. He's yeah. my coach. So I was like, well, okay, that, that puts it in perspective. And he, he doesn't like that kind of stuff. But I always, I always joke with Jeremy because there are, there are three ultimate trump cards, in my opinion, that a man can pull out on other men. There's, there's three trump cards, right? And unfortunately, one of them in today's world is, well, I make more money than you. Jeremy yeah. can't pull that one out, right? But that, that matters a lot in the world today. And then there's some people and then there's, well, I have a bigger dick than you. And that one, Jeremy can pull out on people all the time because he's, it's scary. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And then <laughs> out of nowhere, Jeremy Horn's dick size come out. And then there's, and then there's, well, I can beat you up or I can hurt you or I can put you down. And Jeremy's got that. So he's got two out of the three, three. Yeah. possible Trump cards. You know what we need to do is we need to interface with Jeremy and try to make him more money. More money. Then he's got all three. We create a... F- like we Frankenstein. We create Trump. Yeah. Wait. Trump card. Trump card. Trump card. Trump, <laughs> Trump card. <laughs> but yeah, like, and I always joke with him. I'm just like, dude, you can hurt people in every imaginable way that's relevant. And you just, you walk around in the world. How does that feel? And he's like, well, you're the same way. I said, no, 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 no. 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 It's not the same at all. But uh, it must be a strange feeling. And that's why I, I bring it up for you guys. It must be a strange feeling that like, you know, you're never, you've been in such dangerous situations because of your previous career. Yeah, but I'm, I'm a realist in that way where it's like, you think you got, I have my fucking pistol on me. I'm like, Hey, I can probably fucking out fight most people in this bar. And then I'm like, doesn't take, stop someone coming up from behind me and blowing my head off. So I'm That's like, true, yeah. you know, you could be the most trained, well fucking put together guy in the world, but all it takes is some weird fucking punch or a fucking pistol to the back of your head. So I'm but, like, or, I, you can only be so prepared because I went through a surprise attack is the only thing that true. can really get to you. You know what I mean? That's like, if you are, there are people listening. There are people, you know, driving around Salt Lake City here that you put them in any scenario that's even remotely dangerous, and they're done for. They have there's you know yeah. You tell them the scenario that's coming at them, like all right, there's two guys. They're both mad. One of them has a baseball bat. What do you do? They have no answer for that because they're not proficient in hand to hand combat. They're not proficient with firearms. 
They don't have the mental wherewithal or the calm under pressure that's necessary to handle situations like that. You know, that's, I think, the majority of people. We're, we're domesticated right. males in our society today. So, you know, you guys have, like, at least two out of the three requirements. Hey, sh- sh- I think that's why, I I think that's why <laughs> it's such a fucking cool place because, and I'm not bringing this back to, you know, our company. I'm just saying, like, it's such a cool place because, really, here, nobody has ego, like, mm-hmm. that, I, that I can see, right? I mean, like, not you can... Well, I mean, no, because everybody, everybody's functioning at such a high fucking level yeah. where, like I said, like the GC is, he's, he looks like a Viking and he's got a law degree. So you're, you know, he's kind of got you trumped, man. He's got a fucking law degree and he's like 400 fucking pounds. Yeah. He looks like a, a, a fit Ernest Hemingway. And, you know, then you walk down the hall, you got Troy, Troy, we just, we just hired Troy not too long ago. He was my boss. He was a uh spook for several years you've got robin who is a spook for several years like you've got all these cia people cruising around here at black rifle then you have you know burt Koontz, who was a former sf guy delta yeah and then he was on a reality show for a long time like you got all these people that are like they're so fucking cool that everybody can just kind of like relax yeah like no nobody's nobody's really like putting up with any of this shit because when i say that it's like nobody's dick measuring you know yeah. like jeremy Cru- jeremy can cruise in here and jeremy's like you know hey man what's up you know and can sit down on the couch and fucking feel completely relaxed and the fact that it's like i know jeremy can just fucking destroy me probably in like five seconds like it would just like it takes him more time to recock his arms to fuck me up than actually like to fuck me up right For but sure. he also knows like mm, i'm gonna beat him on the pro timer like i'm, yeah. I'm gonna beat him on the pro timer right so for us and he's and Matt's going to be the same way like Jeremy knows like hey I can fuck that dude up but Matt's going to beat me on the timer. So Jeremy can be in here and he can go and he knows he's a super high fucking functioning shooter. He's fucking great actually. Yeah, he's really good. He's really fucking good. But it's I guarantee he can't go anywhere else in any other business and be like those guys can actually they can out, out shoot me. Yeah. And I yeah, I guess and the, and the law degree guy can like, he's not going to be easy to fuck up. <laughs> I guess it's like a really long-winded way of saying that, like, there are very few environments that I still right. walk into, and I'm like, I'm a little bit, I'm out of my element here. That's like if you measure your dick with Ross. It is so big. It's it's like, are you serious? Like, like an anda- yeah. Is it that big? It's like an anaconda ate a person. You know, it's got that really big girth is it in that the center. Big? I mean, it's huge. Nothing you really? can do. Nothing you can do. I thought man. it was just fucking. I I really thought that was just propaganda, Ross. No, I didn't realize it was like real. No, there's no there's no that, fake the news gaunt. in these jeans, Evan. It's all real. It's all real news. <laughs> it's all real. It's all real news. That bulge it. isn't fake news. That's it's fucking. That's the no spin zone down there. Yeah, it's Al Jazeera in your pants, bro. You're goddamn right. <laughs> Straight to the facts. Uh, my my ball sack has created a, a jihadi. Um, I don't even know what that means. Uh, hey, Sean, I got one one question for you before we get to the drinking bro of the week. Have you ever had to fuck somebody up in a bar in a real life situation? Yes. How did that end? Um, badly for it was actually two individuals, and it was it was really the incident that sparked my fighting career. Oddly enough, I don't know how many people have even heard this story. I so um, I most of my friends. I grew up in Salt Lake, so most of my friends here are pretty conservative Mormon kids. A bunch of my friends went to BYU, and when I was in college, we would, we'd hang out at a place up here called Liquid Joe's on Thursday nights. They had like an 80s butt rock cover band that would come in, and it was a super fun show. So like four of my lame buddies came up from, from BYU, and we're hanging out at this bar, and you know, if you've ever met a kid who goes to BYU, they stick out if you're sitting in a bar. Bring them young. Bit, you know? Bring them young. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but but all these guys, I've, I grew up with all these guys from like third grade on, and they're great human beings, and they're smart, and they're capable, and they're wonderful. They're just not really suited for an environment full of drunken assholes. And um, I'm so I'm I'm hanging out with some of my buddies in this bar, and the band is playing, and some drunken dickhead comes up and starts messing with my friend Charlie, who happens to be the smallest of all of us. Shocking and. Just, you know, kind of harassing him, bumping into him on purpose and things like that. And he's very clearly inebriated. So I just tell Charlie, hey, man, come stand on the other side of me and this kid will leave you alone. And then some other kid 
comes and bothers him from the other side. So now it's two of this group of maybe six or seven dudes, and it's me with four other dudes, and they're just being dicks. And so the guy who originally started the problem, I just looked at him and I said, look, man, leave my friends alone or I'm going to kick your ass. And he's drunk and doesn't, you know, like I said before, I'm the, I'm the, the size of dude that you're, you're going to look at and maybe be like, oh, he's a little bigger than but me. But it challenges that inner drunk ego. Sure. Like, I could fuck this dude up. Right. So, <laughs> so he's just like, thank you, man. You're not going to do anything. And so he, he doesn't shove me. He shoves Charlie again. Oh, God. And so I just... Punched him in the face and put him down and started pounding on him. And then his friend jumped in and I had to sort of turn my attention on that guy and knocked him down and pounded him a little bit. And my my lame, funny BYU buddies started kicking him in the face and stuff like that. <laughs> and it was just, it was a situation where, you know, I was like, okay, well. And I'd been training and I it was just coming off of my college football career. And I was like, all right, well, this isn't like a real fight scenario but i i just beat up two dudes and everyone else in the bar just kind of stood back and was like oh boy don't don't mess with that guy even the bouncers were like hey man relax we're just gonna ask you to leave we don't want any bad situations to develop and so that was that was the last time that i really had to in a bar or public situation had to put anybody down how, how does that feel though and like you're do you almost feel bad like god the, if if you weren't so drunk and being an asshole, you could have saved your fucking broken yeah. orbital bone. I definitely felt bad about it, but because it was like, if he had just been messing with me and harassing me, it probably wouldn't have happened. Got it. But you know, it's like you, the anti-bully kind of thing. You got like a protective instinct over your friends, especially right. your friends that you know are not going to handle the situation themselves. Right. So. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I, I always wondered that situation. Uh, the, a guy walked into a bar in college for me, uh, Kevin Randleman. He was in the UFC. Do you remember him? Yes. Yes. Uh, Rest in peace, Kevin Randleman. Yeah, I, I saw him uh, get in a bar fight. This is, why, this is why I ask you this question. I saw him get in a bar fight. I, I personally saw him just destroy five or six people. Um, yeah. and I was like, Oh my, I, and I was, and I was uh, the bouncer that night and, uh, didn't, I didn't, <laughs> didn't even bother. I was just like, yep, you can, you, he probably could have took him down like maybe 15 or 20 and I wouldn't have done shit. Um, I'd never seen a human destroy that many people in a bar. And it was one of those things where it was just like very similar to the situation you were saying, you know, a bunch of fraternity guys didn't know who this guy was. And then all of a sudden yeah, there was just blood everywhere. And you're like, fuck you never know where it's coming from. Especially a collegiate wrestler. Those fucking dudes are, fuck that. Oh, fuck boy. You, nope. you never know. <laughs> yeah. Big bag of and, nope. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, is, so like, I understand why people look at me and they're just like, oh, maybe I can, you know, maybe I can mess with this guy and it won't turn out bad for me. It's, I, worked, I worked in the bars here in Salt Lake City for a long time, bouncing and working doors and things like that. And for people out there who don't know, we have a, a large Polynesian community and Tongan and, Tongan and Samoans love fighting. It's just right. part of the culture, right? And so every once in a while, you get a few of them that cruise to the bar looking for a fight. They're not even looking to get drunk. They're not even looking to get laid. They just want to get in a fight. And so that would happen a lot where you'd have to deal with those guys. And then invariably, they'd be surprised that this white boy was able to, to handle himself decently. But I understand why people look at me and they're just like, I can take this guy. Kevin Randleman, though? Like, who on earth has ever looked at Kevin yeah. Randleman and been like... Giant, black, jacked guy with blonde hair. Like, yeah, I'm is, fucking good. His, his neck is as big as an average man's waist. His thighs are as big as an average man's waist. Like, what are you doing? Why are you messing with that guy? It doesn't make sense. And no matter what, though, there's always somebody out there who thinks they're tougher. And uh, I, I think that's kind of the... They just haven't gotten knocked out yet. Exactly. That's, that's, my, that's my thing. Because then once that happens, you put everything in perspective and be like, maybe I'm not that tough. Yeah, it humbles you real quick. Real quick. Uh, and with that, we'll get to the uh, Drinking Bro of the Week. This one was sent in by Mark Mahaffey. Uh, Mark says, hey, I'd like to nominate Chuck Schoenfeldt for Drinking Bro of the Week. He's a Marine who served for five years and now is working 40-plus hours a week, going to school and being a lo loving husband and a great father uh, to soon-to-be three little girls. He's currently going through a rough custody battle for his oldest daughter, and a shout-out from you guys will lift his spirits. He's the one who turned me on to this podcast in the first place, and I'm proud to call him my brother. 
Hey, thanks, man. Thanks, Mark. Uh, we appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, cheers, brother. Always shocked when nobody dies at the end of these. Um, uh, yeah. Because we do accept any stories, by the way, happy or sad. Um, but there's there's just a crazy amount of death. Uh, this one was uh, all right. And I, I hope you get your eldest daughter. Yeah, cheers to you, brother. Cheers, man. Uh, th- wow, this, this fucking flew by today. Hey, Sean, man, you were a super interesting guest. Thanks for being on the show. Man, I'd do it anytime you want. That's it's a lot of fun. I like being around you, weird people. With your yeah. where? Can, hey, where can people find you out on social media? Yeah, uh, at Real OC Sports is uh, where you'll find me on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, got some things a brewing where we'll be uh, we'll be getting back into the the sports media sooner than later, very likely, and hopefully fight announcement coming soon perfect yeah check it check him out on that and if you haven't seen go to youtube and google <laughs> uh sean o'connell highlight weigh-ins and it's the funniest shit ever because he, he trolls everybody during the ufc weigh-ins yeah because why, you're already gonna fight somebody so why be a dickhead that's what i'm saying it's fucking amazing i love it it's a lot of fun <laughs> awesome well, fucking a. thanks for coming on brother awesome. yeah we appreciate thanks. it and uh, also me. uh we got two live shows coming up in denver colorado june 22nd uh, at the Soil Dove Theater. And then uh, we've got a, a show June 23rd in Colorado Springs at Pikes Peak. The whole crew will be there. Evan, Matts, myself, Rocco, and Jared. You can buy your tickets at TicketFly.com now. The shows are coming up in a week and a half. And uh, Evan is not staying in Jared's room. I uh, found that out today. He's, he's, he's not. He's um, not. He oh, doesn't do that. Can I plug? Definitely not. Yeah, staying. plug whatever you want. Plug one more thing. Yeah. I wrote a book. Everyone go read it. It's a novel. It's not anything that's going to change your life or motivate you to become a better person. But if you like um, action movies, you'll like my book. So go read it. It's called Hellbound, Heaven Sent, available on Amazon, Kindle, or paperback. Uh, Go get it. Read it. Tell me what you think about it. Sweet. Awesome, man. Hey, thanks for being here, Sean. We appreciate it. For Mr. Evan Hafer. Matt Best, our special guest, Sean the Destroyer. I know, so I don't know if that's your nickname or not, but I liked it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not. I am Ross Patterson. We are out of here. Good night, everyone. Cheers.